0: When four friends from Washington, D.C.'s most elite prep school are hacked, they're thrust into a global conspiracy that threatens to expose D.C.'s most influential families. Meet the Daughters of D.C. Listen to Daughters of D.C. on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Radio Tony.
1: Live from the Gold Coast, Australia.
2: Radio Tony. On W4WN. A platform for the unheard.
1: Good evening, America. Good morning, Australia. I've got some funny little things happening with my sound today, which I don't like at all, so apologies in advance. Um, I just want to say that um, we are... Uh, live on air with just me today no guest just me and you today in the chat box I've popped up all the links where you can connect with me all my social media links and I love to connect with people and for people to let me know how they're doing Um, so all my links to Facebook Instagram LinkedIn Twitter YouTube are all up there as well as the links to the podcast version of the live show um it's been such a busy year for me and I'm excited to let you know that finally my online radio and podcasting made easy course has been released and available to anyone who wants to jump on and have a look and the link for that is also in the chat box this morning. Um and a reminder to that all information about Radio Tony, all my live shows, all my guests and how to connect and be a guest on my show are all on radiotony.com. So jump on there and have a look around. You can also connect to me live via the website and I've got blogs going up on the website all the time about all sorts of interesting things. Now, today's show, we can't actually jump on and not talk about what's happening in America and the American election. And I know that a lot of us that care deeply about the world and in particular care deeply about America are watching what's happening for you guys right at the moment, your electoral system is like none other in the world. Number one, you guys have the option to vote, whereas for Australians, it's compulsory and you get fined if you don't vote. You guys have the option and free will to vote and I actually think that it's your democratic right to to vote and let your nation know how you feel about the people that will lead you through the next four years. Right now, as we speak, just before I jumped on air, the uh, votes were standing with Joe Biden at fifty point three percent of the vote, or seventy um, one point one eight nine nine eight eight million votes, and. Trump with 48.1% or 68, a little over 68 million votes. So uh, Biden leading by approximately 2 million votes as we go to air. Now, of what I understand about your election is that even though the most popular person is leading by a substantial amount, that doesn't mean that he will actually become president of the United States, because you have something called the electoral college system, which seems incredibly unfair to me, but that is your system. And uh, with votes so close, I understand that it will come down to decisions made by the Electoral College. So with all of that going on, the predictions, the last prediction I saw just before jumping on air was that they were considering that Joe Biden might win. uh, And currently the electoral uh, votes uh, have Joe at 264 and Trump at 214 so uh, and I realised that things could change and that there are still a lot of votes to be accounted so according to the Sydney Morning Herald which is an Australian newspaper it's commentary went something like this, President Donald Trump falsely claimed victory over the Democratic rival Joe Biden in the early hours of Wednesday morning US time when millions of votes remained uncounted. The White House race is still either candidates to win, although Biden is looking in a slightly better position. Biden won Michigan about 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, uh, placing him six electoral votes away from victory, which is very close indeed. And this is according to Associated Press. He also won Wisconsin overnight, with Donald Trump having won battlegrounds in Florida, Ohio and Texas, which I'll comment a little bit on Florida in a moment since this is where we broadcast from. Uh, The Trump campaign demanded a recount in Wisconsin and filed lawsuits to halt counting in Michigan and Pennsylvania after the president repeatedly claimed, without proof, People without proof that Biden gains were a result of electoral fraud. Again, I'll comment on this shortly in a moment. In press conferences on Thursday morning, Australian Time, Biden told reporters his team believes that they are the winners while Trump's camps have claimed the Democrats are cheating in Pennsylvania. This tight context, a contest between these two presidential candidates reflects a deeply polarised nation struggling to respond to the worst health crisis in more than a century Um, and with combined millions of job losses and incredible racial injustice happening. So in Australia, our national uh, media um, coverage is via the ABC or Australian Broadcasting uh, Company and they've been running live since you guys went to the election yesterday. The New York Times in America is uh, saying that mail-in balloting doubled from 2016, with many voters are uh, reveling in their ability to mail in their vote and have a say. Now, according to news.com, voter fraud is extraordinarily rare, and the numbers around voter fraud are tiny. So I need to um, make sure that you understand that not, just because he's president does not mean he's telling you guys the truth. So in a nutshell, while there have been mistakes made in mail-in ballots, such as ballot papers being sent to the wrong addresses, experts worldwide agree that voter, vo- voter fraud is extremely rare. Um, it also shows tiny numbers of that happening in reality. Voter impersonation is virtually non existence and many instances of alleged fraud are in fact mistakes by voters or administrators. The same is true for mail-in ballots, which are secure and essential to holding a safe election, particularly with coronavirus around. The uh, Centre for Justice cited a collection of studies between 2004 and 2017, which agreed that voter fraud was incredibly rare. One 2017 study found the overall rate was less than 0.0009% across the country. So what your president is telling you is not correct. He's lying to you. Um, The verdict is that from every corner of the world, voter fraud is so sufficiently rare that it would not influence the ballot or the election. Electoral integrity is a key component of any democracy, and that's no different for the U.S. of A. Um, BBC's reality check, team, in fact, invested claim, investigated claims of voter fraud and found instances highlighted by President Trump as simply mistakes and not fraud at all. For example, he claimed in mid-October 500,000 false applications were made in Virginia, when in fact it was applications sent out with a wrong return address. So that's not fraud. That's just one of those mistakes. The Virginia Center for Voter Information said that they worked for weeks to make sure that no Virginia voter was inconvenienced or uh, or had um, any inconvenience as a result of their printing error. In another case cited by the president in Ohio, he claimed 50,000 votes were fraudulent. However, again, this was a mistake where the voters got the wrong ballot paper in the post and that mistake was corrected. Federal Electrician Commission Head Ellen Wentreb said there's simply no basis for the conspiracy theory that voting by mail causes fraud. And I'm sure that across America and the world we'll hear more about what's happened in Florida in terms of the postal service and non-delivery up to 500,000 ballots. They were instructed by judges to make sure that those ballots were delivered before the election, and they disregarded this imperative. And I'm sure that's going to result in some uh, lawful convictions of those responsible, because that means that people who wanted to vote were unable to vote simply because of the Postal Service failure to deliver what they needed to do to vote. Um, further to that conversation, the New York Times says that stealing a presidential election requires an unrealistic level of planning, coercion and involvement, just not possible in this day and age. So I encourage you, as we still haven't heard the results of the election, to keep an open mind about what may or may not happen. But it certainly looks promising that you may have um, an end to Trump's totalitarian regime. And again, you have uh, familiar listeners, that I liken his behaviour and the way that he lies and uh treats the people of america similar to uh, hitler's behaviors and similar to hitler's regimes so he's able to lie substantially to people who don't question what he says so i'm encouraging you and that doesn't go for just trump that goes for biden Whoever gets into the elected presidency of the United States, you guys need to start questioning them on a level that you haven't questioned them before. You need to ask, is that really the truth? Is he, what that person is telling me, a lie or a fabrication? And you need to start judging these leaders by their behavior. So it's not okay that in instances where you think Trump is doing a good job that his behavior is reprehensible good leaders have qualities of both they are both a good leader and they are a good human being now i understand that biden is not the most perfect human being on the planet but he certainly doesn't behave in a way that disrespects women number one And first and foremost, I cannot understand any rational thinking woman on the planet voting for a man like Trump who is so incredibly disrespectful to women and who talks about his daughter in a way that is incestuous. It's not okay. It's not okay from an everyday person. It is certainly not okay from a presidential leader of the free world. And I encourage you guys to start questioning this behavior. Don't take whoever wins and if Trump wins, I encourage you to get out there and start questioning every single thing he has. He says to you because it's founded in lies. He's not honest with himself, so how on earth can he be honest with the American people? It's not okay to treat you guys with such disrespect. It's not okay to fill you with conspiracy theory and incite riot and racial, racial tension across the United States. The Ill, uh, inequality and racial tensions have been heightened during this term. And my friends, that's not okay. It's not okay to treat one human worse, <clears throat> pardon me, than another based on the color of their skin or where they come from. Reading about the atrocities that have happened from, uh, at the, for illegal immigrants trying to enter the USA, sure, they shouldn't be illegally trying to enter the country, but at a basic level, they should be treated with respect and humanity. Their children should not ever, ever be removed from them fathers should not have their children wrenched from their arms mothers should not have their children taken from beside from their side this is not okay guys and these are some of the things that have been evident throughout the trump administration again um i've talked about it on some of my other shows there is a clear and Visible conflict of interest in appointing your family members to positions of power. There is no uh, regime across the world in which this is acceptable, except in the United States. And again, you cannot be unbiased unless you're a superior human being, which Trump is evidently not, and appoint members of your family to positions of power where they have the capacity and knowledge to increase their power and money. And so that's all I'm going to say on the election for the moment. We look on and wait with bated breath to see who will win. And when I come back in a moment, I'm going to be talking again about some of the things that have been uh, important across 2020. And I'm going to play a song now so it's over to you rebel
2: radio tony bringing social consciousness this time every thursday evening live from the gold coast australia on w4wn Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, Memoir of a Broken Little Girl, Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty, available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores.
1: Hello and welcome back to Tony Lontis on Radio Tony. And again, it seems I'm having a little difficulty with my sound today, which seemed to be a pattern for 2020. Welcome back. And you're listening today. We've had a little bit of commentary on the American election, but now I want to talk about 2020 in general. Um, It's a while since I've had a open, honest chat with you guys about some of the things that have happened in 2020 for me. It has been quite a phenomenal year on so many levels. Um, the year started with a wonderful retreat in Fiji with Elizabeth Gilbert. And as Elizabeth Gilbert, as you know, is uh, wrote the wonderful book Eat, Pray, Love and whom Julia Roberts played in the movie of the same name. Now, Eat, Pray, Love is all about discovering who you are as a woman and discovering what floats your boat, I guess. Uh, Recovering from a divorce and uh, a lot of things that were happening in her life and she went away for 12 months and discovered who she was. So, I started the year with this amazing retreat in which we did a lot of energy work and a lot of work around forgiveness and letting go and making sure that we were ready for the year that was coming up. Now, for me, being away on an island, with a group of women, uh, I felt an ama- there was an amazing feminine energy and it was an amazing protected feminine energy because we were on an island with just women. We were blessed to have uh Security guards come at night and patrol the whole resort for us uh, each and every night. Not that we ever felt that there was any danger in any way. Uh, Not that we felt that we were unsafe. And it was just a very beautiful environment to spend a week. I come away from that retreat feeling very energized, feeling very healed and feeling very grateful to have spent a week in the company of some amazing women, one of which was Elizabeth. I was actually very lucky to spend about 15 minutes sitting quietly with Elizabeth and bonding over photos of goats. Um, Elizabeth grew up with goats and she has one of her favorite um, photos is of her as a three-year-old with goats. And so you are all familiar with my uh, love of goats. Um, And we were also able to talk about what it is to be um, a woman in a leadership position as Elizabeth now is. So across the week, uh, we did a range of amazing workshops uh, from energy healing to how to use your voice, uh, to uh, learning about your chakras and the healing of those chakras, um, some amazing sessions around being the best person you can be, and some wonderful talks from women across the planet doing amazing things in their particular fields. I arrived home from Fiji and um, when my husband picked me up off the plane his first comment was wow you look amazing and I can tell you I felt amazing in that moment. I'd had complete rest for a week and of course had done lots of that journaling, emotional release and energy clearing which is so important for not only your med- uh, your mental but your physical health. Arrived home from Uh, that and the very next day within less than 24 hours um, I had a phone call from my father to say that my mother was seriously ill and that she was being transferred from a regional hospital to a major metropolitan hospital to manage what was going on with her. Uh, What transpired after that has been one of the most difficult periods of my life to walk through. So uh, as we um, prepared to, uh, I didn't even unpack from my um, journey, we immediately set off uh, to go to the hospital to see my mother. Um, that's approximately a five-hour drive from where we live to where we had to go due to traffic. By the time that we had uh, gotten uh, not quite to the hospital, I received a cryptic message from my brother suggesting that it wouldn't be a good idea for me to visit. As we're so close to the hospital, um, we decided that we should go anyway and just sit in the big waiting room outside of intensive care. Overnight, my mother had suffered a number of heart attacks and had been resuscitated and was presently uh, intubated or have a machine breathing for her in um, intensive care. And we rocked up to intensive care and when I walked in, the first person I saw was um, a sibling and uh, her demeanor was nothing short of angry and evil, and I couldn't understand. I didn't understand. I um, proceeded to talk to my father about what was going on, and with the understanding that we wouldn't be able to see my mother, um, which was fine. I just wanted to wait and hear if there was any news or change in her condition. Uh, my sister stomped out of the waiting room, and as soon as she did, my father grabbed my arm and suggested that he was going to sneak me in to see my mother. I was a bit taken aback, having expected not to be able to see her, and I said, look, it's fine. Uh, I don't want to cause any trouble. Um, I just want to go and sit at the end of a bed. I went in and uh, the nurse looked at me and demanded to know who I was and what I was doing there and I explained that my father had brought me in, I was the oldest daughter and she looked at me really strangely and at the time I was, again, taken aback. What on earth was going on? I didn't understand that, uh, that things had transpired during the night that I was completely unaware of and completely unknowing about i went in uh the nurse partner let me in uh, my mother's heart rate was really quite rapid uh she couldn't talk uh and i just held her hand and and simply just said i'm here now um i told her that i loved her that i was holding her hand and that she didn't have to do anything all she had to do was breathe in and breathe out Just breathe in and breathe out. You don't have to worry about anything. I'm only going to stay for a couple of moments. Uh, I just wanted you to know that I'm here. I wanted to hold your hand and tell you that I loved you and that um, uh, I forgive you for for everything that's happened um, and I'm here just to hold space for you. Uh, Her heart rate dropped. She uh, uh, squeezed my hand and a tear fell from her eye and I felt very peaceful. Uh, The nurse motioned that that was enough time, and as soon as I went to leave, um, mum grabbed my hand, and uh, she then said, she didn't say anything, rather, the nurse said, you have to go, and I said, and her heart rate started to increase really rapidly. I reached across and grabbed the nurse's hand and put it in my mother's hand and said, it's okay, mum. I I'm here. I will be here with you in spirit. Um, The nurse is going to hold your hand and I want you just to breathe and I want you to settle down um, and just breathe. That's all you have to do. Breathe and sleep. And I left the room. When I uh, walked back out into the intensive care waiting room, I uh, had a... um, Uh, I I grabbed the phone um, and I went to ring my uh, other sibling in Canada and my son um, as well, just to let them know what had happened. Whilst I was on those phone calls, um, my sister arrived back in the intensive care and there was some aggressive argument in one corner of the room. Whilst I was on the call, my father approached me and started to be quite angry. How dare you go into uh, the room and see your mother? And it was then that I started to cry and get upset and my husband come across and intervened. I hung up the phone. He turned to my father and said, but you took her in there. And it became very apparent to me that there were con- conversations and things happening that I had no knowledge of and that it was best to try and keep the family settled and we agreed. Which I told my father I loved him but that I was going and that um, to remind him, you're the one who took me in there. I was quite happy to wait outside and not cause any angst. There was another uh, situation where um, my um uh, Oldest daughter had come with me to see her uh, nana and she wasn't allowed in and she'd gotten quite upset and my sister had then gone into intensive care and FaceTimed my mother to my daughter and of course that had caused all sorts of emotional upheaval as well. So we left, we went outside, debriefed and went home. The next morning, I rang to uh, the hospital as, as I had been doing every few hours in the intervening time since I'd come home and for the first time, the nurse refused to answer any of my questions and said, you are not allowed to ask about your mother, you're not allowed to see your mother and you're not allowed to relay any information to the greater family about your mother. And I was quite taken aback and said, can I speak to the doctor? And she said, you are not allowed to speak to the doctor. Uh, Understandably, I was pretty upset because this is what I'd been doing for many, many times and throughout many hours in the intervening time is to update her large extended family um, that, you know, this is what was happening. And the nurses had been telling me this information readily. Um, I got off the phone and I called my father and I just demanded to know what's going on. And then it all came out. Apparently, I had been blamed for my mother's heart attack and I had been blamed for writing a book that shed light on dysfunction and talked openly about trauma. And that was what was being highlighted as stress that caused my mother's heart attack. In the intervening time, we got hit with COVID uh, and I desperately tried to maintain relationships with my family, the result being that I could, uh, my own health started to rapidly deteriorate to the point where my specialist said, Whatever stress is in your life, you need to deal with it and get it out of your life because your liver is now starting to shut down. So I had to make the very difficult decision about not speaking to my family in the short term and that has been part of the learning around 2020 because as soon as I started to stop making myself talk to them, making myself try and fix the situation because I can't fix the situation. I'm not responsible for my mother's healing, my father's healing, or my sister's healing. I'm only responsible for my healing and the way that my body reacts to stress. And I knew Very clearly that I had to somehow extringicate myself away from the negativity and the stress that the situation was causing me because I was trying to fix something that I couldn't fix. And so what has resulted since that time, so that was back in February, then we had COVID in March and COVID has continued all year. Um, in about April, May, that's when I made that really tough decision that I had to step away from my family for my own health. And here we are in October, having experienced uh, the biggest growth in my personal journey and also in the journey of my business. Um as you might know I get on here and I excitedly tell you about some of the things that are happening in, in my business, but what you might not know is the growth of that business around the ebooks that I've written, the ebooks that I produce, the downloadables that I now produce for people to help them and assist them in their lives. And I think that part of that growth is an energy shift because I believe that everything is energy and if if you maintain a positive um, energy and you have a, a positive outlook on life, that flows through to your life and your business. And for those of you in business, it has a very positive effect on who you can reach, who you talk to, and who you can help. And as you know, that's the whole basis of who I am. It's to inspire, empower, and educate and help as many people as I can live their best life. So I don't tell you these stories for your sympathy. I tell them so that you too know that you can achieve great things in your life. Whatever that life dream looks like, you can achieve the same success. But it's about setting up boundaries. It's about dealing with hurt and trauma it's about healing that hurt and trauma and it's about self-care. This is the year where I've very clearly discovered the elements that I need to have in my life that keep me happy, whole, and happy and Healthy, And no matter what comes my way, if I do these things, then I'll be okay. I may not be okay in the moment. And I can tell you 2020 has delivered many, many moments where I was not okay. And I have not been okay. This year, I think I've cried more tears than ever before. I've felt more pain than ever before. And that's that wrench of making hard decisions and putting boundaries around things that are no good for you, even if they are relatives and even if they are family. If they're no good for you, then cut them out of your life. That's not easy. But I'm here to tell you that you can do it and that you can do it with love. You can do it with unconditional love. I'm here to tell you today that no matter what my parents have or haven't done or over there I love the both of them unconditionally their journey is their journey their healing is their healing but I can no longer base what I do on whether they approve or not I have to be me I have to be Tony and I am called to do the work that I do and I powerfully and clearly know that So on that note, I'm going to hand over to Rebel again for another song. Our previous song is My Song of the Year, which is by The Weeknd and called Blinding Lights. And I hope you'll enjoy this next song. But over to you, Rebel, and I'll be back after the break. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN.
2: W N Your safe space for tough conversations.
1: And welcome back. You've been listening to Tones and I and Dance Monkey on Radio Tony today another one of my favorite songs for 2020 uh, mostly because they from Australian band tones and I now we are fast running out of time today and my last segment I just want to talk to you about what going forward in 2020 and into 2021 might look like for you We all have to agree that the implications and the fallout of what has been coronavirus has been extensive. There's many, many people hurting across the world, either through the effects of the virus, through to loss of loved ones, through to the economic impacts. And by far the greatest fallout has been the Uh, mental health of humanity the fact that many countries have been in lockdown and what that has done to society and the mental health of people has been shocking to say the least australia is experiencing the highest level of mental health trauma The highest level of domestic violence and the highest level of other associated mental health issues. In America, we are seeing the rise and rise of racial tensions. We, from the outside looking in, can see a nation divided. And I want to encourage you all that no matter the outcome of the election, I want you to start questioning what you see and what you hear. People um, know right from wrong. And even if you have a president encouraging you to resort to uh, bully boy tactics, please don't stoop that low. When someone has a differing opinion from you, hear them out. Treat them with loving kindness and respect. Every human across the face of this planet deserves your respect. I encourage you to question what you're hearing on any level from anyone. It might be the next door neighbor who says, bloody blah, 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 blah. Think about what they say don't wholeheartedly accept what people say as the truth because it may not be. Again, I know that there's lots of uh, conspiracy theory around coronavirus in particular. And I want you to be a seeker of truth and knowledge versus a spreader of conspiracy and misinformation. One of the biggest learnings for me this year is the propensity for people in power to spread misinformation and for people to believe that without questioning its truth or validity. You have to know that this virus is not a hoax and whether it was man-made or nature-made, it doesn't matter. It's here and it causes death. Death for a lot of people. And yes, you might get it and it might be a flu, but what about your elderly neighbour who gets it and dies? I want to encourage you to stop thinking selfishly and start thinking with humanity. If wearing a mask protects people around you, is that not a good thing? If you're asked to stay at home to protect the people around you, is that not a good thing? That is not invalidating your rights. It's just not. It's a simple health management strategy just as Nurses and doctors have worn masks forever and a day. It's a simple thing. And if people everywhere were able to social distance, wear masks and wash their hands, the world would be a better place. You would not only be, be protecting the vulnerable, the elderly and the immunocompromised from seasonal flus but you protect them from anything else that happens to be going around. Again, this is a call to action to be a better human in 2021, to question what you hear, to discuss between yourselves, well, is that really right? Is that person in power telling me the truth? Because this year has been about the greater population believing lies and telling themselves that it's the truth. When in fact, if they dug a little deeper, they would know that they're being lied to. And that's not okay. No matter who leads America or any other country listening to this broadcast at the moment, assess your leaders on humanity first. They need to be a good human, to be a good leader, and it doesn't matter what they bring to the country in terms of trade and etc 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 if they are fundamentally not a good human being they are not a good leader And again, I'd encourage you to question what you hear in and around your lives. Question what you're being told on the news. Question what you read in social media. Another key for me has been the toxicity that is spread throughout Facebook and its inability as a platform to stop that behavior. I watch with encouragement that Twitter is now making a concerted effort to try and stop the spread of conspiracy, lies and misinformation. We all need to be doing that. We all need to be taking part in the questioning of what we hear and backing it up with science. Yeah. Yeah. It is the detriment, it is to the detriment of the country that does not give credence to their scientists because they spend years and years and years looking at data and information that makes the world a better place. So on that note, with just one minute to go, I just want to send out to you guys in America particularly the biggest loving vibes that I can send your way because no matter the outcome of the election, I my heart aches for you as a continent, country, and a people. I feel that there will be tremendous upheaval across your country in the coming months and years as the fallout of firstly the virus followed by the election, and it doesn't seem to matter which way that goes, there will be troubled times for the great. States of America, and that breaks my heart. So I'm going to leave you with this note today. In every instance, in every con- in every conversation, in everything that you do, pick the kinder thing. Be gentle, be humble, be loving, be generous. And if someone is encouraging you to react in an angry uh, way, don't do it. You have the choice. You control what you do. You control the words you speak. And finally, I just encourage you to be kind. So that's my lot for this week. Next week, the lovely Rebel uh, will be on a holiday break, I believe. So you'll be listening to a replay of my show. And just finally, a shout out to the gorgeousness of, of Rebel, who I couldn't do this show without and who checks myself. And every week and makes me come across on the radio wonderfully well so people finally go out be nice be kind and i'll join you in a couple of weeks with an amazing author that we've had on before so this is radio tony and tony Luntis. bye for now radio tony your safe space for tough conversations exposing secrets and
2: talking about trauma and recovery radio tony a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience: Memoir of a Broken Little Girl Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty. Radio Radio to me, Radio Tony. Radio Tony. What set you free? Available now on amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Yeah.
1: Radio Tony
2: back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time live from the Gold Coast Australia.